Greetings, everyone from around the world to the Blind Basics, where faith, financials, and overall good health are the basics in everyone's life. I am your host and guide, Jack Hemingway. Today, family, I wanted to talk to you about discipline. When I was in school, I graduated from St. Andrews Presbyterian College in Laurenburg, North Carolina. Just to explain how small my worldview was in North Carolina. I was from the outskirts of nowhere. All we had in my neighborhood were horses, cows, and chickens. The church was a center of our community. So when I got to Laurenburg for college, I was livid. Laurenburg had a movie theater, roller rink, and some great restaurants like Champs and the Clinton Inn, which was a hotel, but on Sundays became the best grocery you could eat in Laurenburg. That is all it took for a simple, poor, black country boy like myself. Without a doubt, more things at St. Andrews would battle for my attention. One of my fondest moments there was singing in choir. I loved it so much that I was given a scholarship to take voice lessons. My music professor, as well as other vocal instructors, had a difficult time with me. I had a raw, natural voice that was nurtured by old uh, Baptist hymns that were led by deacons and mothers of the church. I know you remember those old hymns like Pass Me Not. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. Hopefully, one of these episodes will lead me to share with you my love for gospel hymns. This long intro was just to say that I needed discipline. It takes much discipline to learn to sing an aria in a different language. It took countless hours of memorizing the pronunciation of Latin, German, and Italian music. Not only was the language component difficult, but reading music was difficult as well, to the degree where you're able to recite lyrics by heart. I was not prepared for my vocal session unless I came with a pencil. You may be wondering why I needed to bring a pencil. Well, a part of being a vocal performer required that I mark places in the music where I needed to breathe. The places in the music I need to pause and take a deep breath. I used the pencil to overemphasize when I needed to exaggerate my pronunciation of a word. For example, the next time you hear someone singing on the radio, when they say the, do they pronounce the word with an E sound at the end, proceeding a word that begins with a vowel? For example, the apple instead of saying the apple. Slight distinctions like that are often found among vocalists. It is our discipline. As I have stated, it takes much planning and thought into being a good vocalist. There is much attention given to detail for the most insignificant of matters. 
but the listener is the one who appreciates it. Discipline is not only a concept close to the hearts of vocal performers, but a range of careers and professions. No doubt the discipline it takes to be a fierce boxer or a top-rated chef all require massive amounts of discipline. So why am I talking to you today about this topic? In the scriptural passage I want to share with you today, Jesus Christ provides a description into the depths of the way that one must be disciplined in order to be one of his followers. I am going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 through 33. Please feel free to pause the video if you want to grab a video, if you want to grab a Bible. Um, however, I will be reading from the English Standard Version, okay? Now great crowds accompanied him. And he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desire to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it began to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going out to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for terms of peace. So therefore... Any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Christ informs a crowd around him that if they are to be his disciples, they are to hate their families as well as themselves. I believe what Christ is saying is that one must give up their own life, uh, a life full of uh, close attention to just themselves or to even their own families. Most of the time, I act out of my own selfishness. I am either doing things out of my love for my family, um, for my friends, or plainly just my own self. Why? I do it out of fear of being alone and abandoned and unwanted. I fear those things, so most of the time I live my life like a peacemaker, meaning I avoid all forms of conflict. I treat family, friends, and strangers with care because I fear what they may think, and often, despite my best of intentions, I'm still mistreated. So it takes a great amount of discipline to free oneself from these trappings. For example... One day, I had a conflict with a co-worker. Of course, if you do not know, I am blind. 
It was my first day on the job, and I was standing by the front door of my new office. My coworker, who I did not know at the time, and he did not know me either, rushed up to me and began interrogating me about why I was there. He did not introduce himself or explain to me that he was a fellow employee. I introduced myself to him after he inquired as to why I was standing there outside the locked door of our office. I told him that I am Jack and I'm an employee here and I'm just waiting for the door to be unlocked. I have always been very prompt um, and I like arriving early, especially to work. I felt as though I didn't belong there. Or at least his interrogation made me feel like I did not belong. Not the feeling you want to have on your first day of the job. Instead of confronting him, I held it in. My Christian sentiment was like this. Well, he may have been having a bad day. And I can show him some grace despite um, neglecting myself and feeling bad inside. I overlooked saying something that may have seemed harmful to him, neglecting my own feelings in the process. Christians somehow feel that we are not supposed to be in conflict, that somehow conflict with others um, is taboo. Um, we're not supposed to have um, even righteous discontent. However, um, through discipline, I learned through reading the Bible that Jesus had an expectation that Christians were going to have conflict, and he even provided guidelines of how we're supposed to go about them. Uh, and you can find that in Matthew chapter 18. However, that will be for another video. The point that I'm trying to make is that even when we do things to protect others, um, even ourselves, um, like I was doing in this circumstance. Granted, it was at my own um, expense. On a deeper level, it was out of my own self-preservation. I wanted to be accepted and a well-liked employee. We want to be accepted children. We want to be accepted sons and daughters and loved sons and daughters. We want to be accepted sisters and brothers. We want to be accepted friends and colleagues. We want to be accepted by the world. It kind of makes our lives go a little bit easier, doesn't it? Um, it does. So I understand Christ telling the crowd to hate not only themselves but their families as well because of our own selfish motivations. What is absolutely shocking for me is the way in which Christ compares discipleship, a lifetime of following um, him to um, building a tower and to war. What do you think about that? In other words, you must evaluate and analyze for yourself whether you are disciplined enough to bear this cross. On the first comparison, I am reminded of an experience I had in the eighth grade in the summer of 1999, my granddad had the bright idea that he would teach me and my uh, cousin his trade of brick masonry. All summer, I mixed mortar. I carried and lifted cinder blocks. I laid bricks for my granddad, and together we built a garage for a customer in the town of Fair Bluff. 
It was tough work, but I loved it. I was able to live out this example. Christ was teaching um, the crowd around him. There was a lot of discipline and preparation that is required before construction. Do you have enough material and do you have enough labor? I was surprised by the amount of geometry and mathematics involved in the process. I came from the experience with the newly found respect for the smart and hardworking man that was my granddad. And the second comparison that Christ gives, he teaches that following him is a lot like going to war. Now, granted, I have never been a soldier and can honestly say the only fights I've been in have been with my older sister and with my golden child, Shaggy, when I was much younger, a kid. So it was harder, much more difficult for me to relate to war. I do know that people die from war. There is nothing more valuable than life, my family. Life is at the heart of war. And whose life is more important is one of the most significant factors. The more that I reflect on the first example, however, I believe there are costs to building a tower that are in our advantage like shelter, a place to provide comfort for ourselves and our loved ones. In this example, the cost of not being disciplined enough is mockery from other people who say you started out building this tower, but now you must stop because you were simply unprepared. I think the cost is more than that. The cost is being left to the whims of the elements outside. Our bodies are not as strong as trees, and we need shelter from the harsh elements of the seasons. This building of a tower reminds me of the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11. The people, after the flood, build a tower in, all, in honor of themselves that supposedly reaches all the way up to the heavens. But God, in a mocking manner of the people, has to come down from heavens just to be able to view the so-called Tower of Babel that's supposed to reach into the heavens. In this regard, discipline is supposed to remove all natural inclinations of ourselves straightway out of the way. The cost in the war example is the cost of lives in battle rather than finding a peaceful alternative. And I think there's more to this, too. There is a true cost to not being disciplined in following Christ, and the outcomes are worse than mockery and even death. The cost is the absence of God. The absence of discipline in our lives means that we wander aimlessly and are easily thrown off guard. When tragedy and unforeseen circumstances come our way, I believe that is why we should do our diligence in living a disciplined life in all aspects of our lives, our faith, our financials, and our health. The last video I discussed budgeting, and I hope that this video allowed you to look deeper in what it means to be serious about making this journey with me. Some of you may consider what I am talking about is having the right mindset, and that is fine. What is not debatable is if you want to achieve the kind of faith that brings forth contentment, 
the kind of financial health that brings forth contentment and the overall health to the physical and mental portions of our bodies of our bodies, excuse me, we must and I'm so serious about this, we must we must absolutely have discipline in our lives. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this video, this episode, gave you some insight in helping, helping you further along your journey. Thank you again for listening. I hope you will like, share, and subscribe, and comment below in what three aspects of your life you are considering tackling first. Health, faith, or finances. God bless you. Current position. Set. Rewind. 15. Play. Dim. Button. Fast forward. 15 seconds. Pause. Button.